0: What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Woman Be Healed podcast, the podcast all about acknowledging the opportunity to heal, harnessing the power of forgiveness by leaning on God and community. I'm your host, Rashonda Powell. When we say God has no respect respective person, it's like you know it and it's a breath of fresh, fresh air to hear it. But sometimes you have the feeling of, I'm not good enough for filling the blank. Um, thoughts of, I don't think God would use me, um, you know, a person like me to have this. I don't think God would speak to me or show me this. I don't think God would give me this or bless me with this. And your knowledge of God has no respect of person just doesn't meet the actual understanding of it. Um, And I don't know if it's been me, like as far as like personal experience before or if anybody else is just kind of getting this feeling as of late of wanting to feel God more, but also in a place of I don't even know how to get there. So um, yesterday I was led about or really to speak about how do we get in God's presence, even when we aren't feeling so holy and high. Um, What I mean by that is sometimes we have those moments where we are so like in tune with the spirit, so to speak. We can just feel and see his presence everywhere, right? Signs are everywhere. Confirmation is consistent. Um, You might even hear like God as clear as you can hear someone else physically in your room call your name. You just feel it. Like you're doing everything you're supposed to do and on the path that you're supposed to be on, not turning to the right or the left. And then you have these moments where you're literally clinging to like a shred of hope. (laughs) And what doesn't even seem like a mustard seed faith that God can even see peripheral vision to you and your circumstance. Two totally different um, feelings, two opposite, you know, things. You don't feel God. You don't feel his presence. You don't feel like you're on the right track. You're just existing, right? breathing, struggling, just trying to make it and you're, you're making it. Yeah. But in these moments, you don't feel worthy. You don't feel called. You don't feel chosen. You don't feel anything. And it's hard to move when you don't feel anything. It's hard to pray when you don't feel anything. It's hard to read when you don't feel anything. So in that feeling of not feeling anything, there's still the feeling of emptiness and inadequacy and questions of why don't I feel anything like is it because i'm not doing the right thing is it not is it because i'm not on the right track so all these questions start to come in in this area that stirs up confusion and negative emotions like question after question so first slowing down a little bit we have to understand in this feeling of emptiness and feeling nothing and feeling inadequate All of this is simply a trick of the enemy to steal and make confusion surrounding the gift that God has placed inside of you. Or if he can keep the very thing down that God wants to bless and use as a testimony to someone else and to someone else and to someone else, he will. And something that I want us to kind of note is that God is gonna get his glory. God's will is going to be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's no stopping that. And us, we are no longer His servants, but have been adopted into sonship, who He who He calls His children and His friend. And in this, we share His sufferings, right? We share His sufferings because it's due to our inher- inheritance. We share this, and we also share in His glory, which is Romans eight seventeen. And then also going into verse 18, it says, consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Matter of fact, I'm going to read down to verse 26 um, because this blessed me so much. So, um, you know, keeping it going for the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the one but by the will of the one who subjected it in the hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and the glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up until the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, we have the first fruits of the spirit grown inwardly and we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship. Redemption of our bodies for in this hope we are saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not have yet, we wait for it patiently. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And this blessed me so much because the enemy knows that the things that we haven't fully grasped yet. If he can keep down the very thing that God wants to bless and use for the liberation and revealing to and of his people, then he's doing his job. The enemy is the master of confusion. Verse 25, just kind of going back to this one, who hopes for what they already have, but if we hope for what we do not have, we wait for it patiently. I don't know about y'all, but I'm real impatient when I need something to shake, like for real. So if the enemy can trick you into believing that you don't have anything and keep you on an endless loop of desire for worldly things, material things, things that have no spiritual value, he has you where he wants you because he's gotten you off track. But then put it into this um, perspective really quick. And on the other hand, if he can get you to feel like you don't have what you already have, that you fully haven't quite grasped yet, but in you. He has you right where he wants you. You already have God in you. But just because you don't feel a certain way, you feel like God is not around you or with you or in you and you're off track. The enemy, he will make a mess of things. (laughs) He'll make a mess for your feelings. He'll create desires around you that were never really desires to begin with, your desires to begin with. And then he'll kind of have you in a lane that was not meant for your vehicle, have you thinking that you're not on the right track have y'all ever been driving in like the right lane with the people driving the speed limit, you know, but the cars in the left lane are moving 10 miles per hour faster than you. And then you end up meeting that same car at the stoplight 30 minutes later. Like you did all that speed and maneuvering like you on fast and furious. And here we are at the same place <laughs> at the same time. And I may have, Gotten here, you know, later than you, but the destination is still the same. And the funny thing is, sometimes your lane is shorter than the than their car is in, so you end up going first when the light turns green and being ahead of them, getting to your destination sooner, and you're less rushed and fussed. Like you're on the right track, but you're just moving at the speed God has you. Sometimes we forget that, but anywho. I know we've heard it so many times because it's a common scripture, but, you know, reputation is key. John 10.10 10 says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and to destroy. If the enemy can kill your joy, kill your sense of value, and destroy your mind, he will. Like, that's it. Feelings. Feelings are good, but they are not final. Feelings are good, but they should not be your final decision maker. Feelings can be swayed. So what do I do? I've asked myself this so many times. What do I do? What do I do when I can't feel? What do I do when I feel like crap, when I don't feel like anything, when I don't feel good and when I don't feel God? (laughs) And it's funny because you get the answers to these questions throughout your life and you take it and use it or you hear it and you just kind of throw it away. And it's like you totally forget them when it comes time to use it. But yesterday, God was like, you worship. Do you know how many times I've heard this? It's so simple yet so complex. We really need it but I've been at a place where I've been just feeling like I couldn't feel like I was just in the wrong wrong lane for a long time And I was still praying but my prayers felt powerless. I was still reading but I had no relation I was still living but not feeling like I was living so yesterday Set in my closet, right? I said my prayer and I'm, I just started talking, like conversation, just kind of being open and truthful. Like, Lord, I know, I know I'm supposed to be praying, but at this point, it's beginning really repetitious, right? And I'm not praying in vain, but I feel like I have no feeling behind it. And after that, I just started saying, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord thank you for food, for life, for safety. You know, the things that are so common and repetitive in your life that we expect to happen, but also take for granted for after a while. Like, I just kept on listing them. And then once I started saying these things and didn't cease, and thank yous kept coming, visions of my past just started flooding in. Thoughts of when God kept me when I didn't want to be kept. Thoughts of when... God saved me from situations where I've heard other people didn't make it out of. Thoughts of when he made decisions for me and made some things shake, when he clearly told me to do what he told me to do and I didn't, and it could have been the end of me, but he didn't allow it. Those no's that were protection, those yeses that were blessings. Thoughts of how God took me from that to this. Things I prayed for, that have come into fruition. Thoughts of my childhood that I used to cry over, but now use them as lessons and have healed from them. The thought of when my parents were told that I wasn't gonna live past seven years old, and here I am, 30, 23 years past the expiration date. And when I tell you those thoughts did not cease and my prayer went from Lord, I don't know what to pray to a shift that hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, you are mighty and strong. You are my alpha. There is no one like you, none beside you, my provider, my healer, all these things that God is to me, full blown worship. A shift in my heart posture came and then his voice and then his reassurance and then his direction and then his guidance and his comfort all in one session, because the atmosphere has shifted from a place of, I have no feeling, but I'm going to do it anyway, to God saying, I'm going to honor your, I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm going to show you and I'm going to lead you to a place where I've been all along, right here. I've been right here all along. God inhabits the praises of his people. And we've grown into a habit of, Allowing how we feel to take over and want God to come into a place of our sadness and our depression, which is, you know, he will sometimes because he cares about your heart and your feelings. But God is a God who is going to come down and snatch you right up out of that depression, right up out of those feelings of nothingness and show you who he is and who you are, too. When is it that we are going to stop allowing the enemy to take advantage of our feelings? When will we stop allowing culture (laughs) to tell us what is and isn't a vibe? I mean, when are we going to stop allowing this world to influence and tell us what is and what is not success or what God's presence looks like? Just because people are shouting everywhere and hollering and do whatever, whatever else does not mean that God is present. I don't know where that part came from, but I was told to say how to get in God's presence and that just came. Anywho, it's because some people have been in this feeling. And feeling out of touch with God and wanting to feel his touch and wanting to feel his direction again and wanting to see that light on their path. And I've come to let you know that it's not always a feeling to get in his presence. It's a do it, even when I don't feel it. It's i am I'm gonna focus on the facts. And the fact is that you've been making it all this time with $5 CNA after your paycheck, then once your bills. Your lights have not been turned off. You've been making it all this time without no job. You've been making it and advancing on a job where people don't seem to like you. You've been surviving. You've been protected you've been covered, you've been living. Even if you had to go to the doctor five times in the last month, you've been kept. And the enemy wants to keep you blinded to that and make you feel otherwise, as if you are losing, as if you are not seen by God, as if your prayers are hitting the ceiling fan and being knocked right back into your throat. But God has not been anywhere. (laughs) He has not went anywhere. If you would only open your eyes and see, if you would only open your eyes and realize how God has got your back, those dry prayers will become so liquefied, baby, (laughs) so heavy, just because thinking about your daily is enough to give God honor and praise. In fact, the, the pull that you feel to be in his presence is God. Philippians 2 and 13 says, for it is God who works in you to will and act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Your testimony is necessary. But how can we test what well, how can we testify? And how can we have a testimony if we stop? How can we have a testimony if we give in and quit? God is still in the blessing business. He's still in the business of miracles, but our walk has to continue. Continue to praise him when you don't feel like it. Worship when you don't feel like it. Confuse the enemy just like he tries to come in and confuse you. Throw your hands up and worship when your day is going wrong. Y'all know I cringe when I think of Job (laughs) in the Bible. Oh, my God. But after all he went through, the Bible said he tore his robe, shaved his head, but fell to the ground and worshiped. This man's life was shattered. Everything taken from him. And yet he he acknowledged his feelings by tearing his robe and allowing his frustration and his grief to show. But at the end of the day, he focused his heart and his mind and worshipped God. Like, I know that all of this has happened, but I also know that you are still God. You are still Alpha and Omega. I don't think y'all notice how many times the Bible mentions praising, (laughs) even in pain and even in affliction. I didn't either until I really started looking deeper. Feelings of pain and affliction are not uncommon, but the solution is my God, my God, even in this, I'm lifting up your name. And every time, by far, every time, God does not feel. If you wanna get in his presence, worship.